First, Exodus saw a great variety of solutions for how to for the stars. There were massive generation ships, self-sustaining ecosystems with millions of passengers living their way between the stars. Some of them vanished into the void, some of them adapted to conditions in space and never landed anywhere. Some of them were met with waiting civilizations that had got there faster by technological advancements. Some of them missed hostile reception. Some were lost to glitches and some arrived so alien they could not be reabsorbed into the greater mass. There were those who left in carrier beams of light, traveling on a solar wind with conscious and infinitely patient star cells. Some created microscopic starships, downloading themselves and whatever digital information they wanted on it, to then be fired at near relativistic speeds into the cosmos, aiming to rebuild themselves at their destinations. There were those who beamed into the universe as pure information, trusting to alien antennas and technology in order to regain existence. Others rose as embodied mechanical dragons, brimming with redundant solutions to repair hacks clawing at the universe as they struck out. Some downloaded to hardy bacterial colonies and had themselves fired on asteroids at the systems of their choice. And only one of them arrived with enough velocity to destroy the planet it was aimed at. A very few pioneers used various portal technologies to travel, but it would be thousands of years before we heard from most of them since they all arrived on non-technological planets. And as usual, there was a steady trickle of explorers from various magical cultures, sending their consciousness outward through projection or dreams. As is always the case, this period of outward motion was a huge accelerator on our species evolution, creating many societies and novel solutions we would like to not have thought of without the various pressures we submitted ourselves to. There were no social pressures demanding we lead, there was no lack of resources, we just collectively decided it was time. During the later part of the first exodus, the stasis pods were perfected, and people started taking decades-long hops into the future. Some organizing with like minds and making communal hops of hundreds of years. Eventually, personal stasis phase got practical, and we saw the first statues. People who choose to live at a significantly slower rate than normal. Commonly, a year for their days just because it turned out practical. Statues tend to stay out of the city simply out of deference to the inconvenience it can be to have someone walk across the construction area for years without being movable. Every few cycles it becomes fashionable to decorate them or place eccentric gifts in their stasis auras so they suddenly find things appearing in their perspective. The statues accept these attentions with good grace as they have addressed the subject in one of the missives they send with their arrivals at the end of Greece and enter the normal time flow again. There are entire planets where the government is in stasis for the full duration of their certain time, leaving all but the overarching long-term strategy to automation, cutting campaigning to zero and letting expert systems pick the most suitable candidates. Paradoxically, but not surprisingly, this is the fastest growing form of governance in the conference.